Hey friends, happy holidays. So I wanted to come on and talk to you for just a minute before the episode begins. And I wanted to let you know that the doors to the POC group coaching community are open for the holidays. You can come join us, especially if you missed the opportunity to join back at the beginning of September. I was trying something new like we all do in our business, and it actually didn't work the way that I thought it was going to. So now I have reassessed and I have pivoted, and I am back to offering it again before the end of the year. So that is why if you listen to the other episodes and I said, oh, it'll be closed to the end of the year. It was because everyone I was listening to that were teaching me were saying, oh, close your doors to the membership. Only offer it, you know, like once or twice a year. That's when people will be lined up ready to join. Well, that's not exactly what happened. What ended up happening was I had a handful of people join during those 10 days that we were open. But since then, I've had more people want to join than during those 10 days. (laughs) I was trying something new in my business. It didn't work. And now I am pivoting and trying something else. So that being said, the doors are now open. Go to ProOrganizersCoach.com and click the community link. Or you can click the link in the show notes below to go straight to the community When you join, you get access into the membership right then. And then with your login information, you go to your phone and you download the Mighty Networks app. And on Mighty Networks, you log in with the information that you signed up with. So then you can join us at any time on your computer or you can join us in the app that is on your phone. And what I love about this is that Everyone that is in the membership is constantly able to just pull out their phone, post a quick little thing, ask and get, you know, some advice or share photos from um, maybe an upcoming session or, you know, whatever it is that we need as professional organizers. And it's amazing. It's not just the group coaching sessions, which are fantastic. You get the group, you get three group coaching sessions per month. You also get at least one workshop and then Some months we do one co-working session, other months we may have a second workshop. And the reason I'm doing this right now is because I'm finding other professionals that specialize in something that we need as business owners or as professional organizers, and I'm having them come in and do workshops. And because you're a part of the membership, you get to do a Q&A at the end of each workshop. We have the replay vault, so if you miss a coaching session or a workshop, You are able to go into the replay vault and watch it. So it's not like you're missing out. On December 12th, we have a lady that actually affiliates for Amy Porterfield. She is coming in to do email marketing and talk to us about a few other things on socials. And then the last Tuesday, which is the day after Christmas, we are actually going to do a Christmas party virtually. And that way we can all get to know each other really well. In January, I actually have two workshops. One lady is going to teach us about SEO and Google, and then the other one is going to talk to us about all the services you can offer as a professional organizer. And then in February, I have a lady coming to teach us how to be confident on video. Like there's so many good things coming up inside of the membership, and we're up to I think almost like 50 videos in the replay vault. So anyways, if you would like to do something for yourself or for your business, then come join us in the POC group coaching community you will not regret it. I promise you that it is everything that you think it is and more if you use it the way it's meant to be used. I just wanted to do this quick little introduction. This is Jada. She is still in the membership, of course, 
and she is a fantastic addition to our membership. This is her 30-minute unstuck coaching session that she got for joining the membership, which you also will get if you join the membership before the end of the year. I hope you enjoy this, and I will catch you in the next one. Hey friend, you are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Brown. I'm a professional home organizer, decluttering specialist, and business coach. I created POC to empower you to reach new heights in your business. Through insightful interviews, expert guidance, and actionable strategies, we will equip you with the tools that you need to excel. This podcast is not just about tidying up spaces. It's about building a supportive sisterhood of passionate professional organizers. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, this podcast is for you. So let's do this. Welcome back to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. Today, I have a coaching session with Jada Yarnell. She is actually in the group coaching community And so because she joined, she gets a 30-minute free coaching call that now you all get to hear. So hopefully it helps not just her, but also you in your business. So thank you, Jada, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. All right. So tell our listeners a little bit about where you are on your journey so far as a professional organizer, and then we'll kind of get into the coaching. Yeah. So I've had my business for a year now. I have loved organizing since I was little, and ever since I knew I could actually make a business and a career out of it, I was super stoked. So I've been organizing forever, and then just as of recent, uh, made a business out of it because I had to wait until my two kids were both in school to really go full throttle in it. Awesome. Yeah, congrats on hitting your one year. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay, so how can I best serve you today? Yeah, so I have some questions that I wrote down. My first one, and I think maybe my biggest one where I don't know if I'm doing it correctly or not, if you can help me, um, make sure that I am writing down all the correct information, like for client information, tax purposes, just stuff for me, for the business. Uh, I just want to make sure that I am writing it all down correctly. Yeah, so do you have a list of what you are writing down or where do you want to start on that? Yeah, so I have uh, my client intake form that you had sent out as a little template for us. I went from that. um, So basically, I just have their name, their address, their phone number, email. And then for the type of job, I just have type of job. But are there any specific other areas that I need to put on that paper? Like if I do the kitchen, put like kitchen, just pantry and kind of like narrow it down that way? Or does that matter? So the client intake form is more for your records. Like no one else is ever going to see those. They're just more for you to take notes and something to refer back to, to where like, you know, because right now you're going to remember that client because you're working with them. But if six months from now that client reaches back out and you're like, wait, when did I work with them? And what were the details of the job? You could at least go back to your client intake form and be like, oh yeah, that was that person. So The way that I do it is not only do I make sure to, you know, kind of jot down some notes on the client intake form, but any extra information you can get of like, you know, they um, right now they're just wanting to maybe, you know, organize their their kitchen and their pantry. 
but they mentioned that their kids' rooms were an issue or they mentioned that their garage or even if they mentioned the names of their kids, you know, anything, any kind of like personalized information or anything that later on, if you happen to not have many clients that you want to go through your client intake forms and be like, hey, I remember, okay, this one said that they were, you know, needing their garage done. They just didn't have the money at the time or that it was a future project they were worried about. Well, then maybe then you can send them some kind of quote unquote voucher like, hey, for being a loyal customer, I wanted to offer you $50 off your first session towards your garage getting decluttered because I remembered you mentioned that was another project you wanted to do. And so it's just more for your purposes, but it's it's also about writing down things that strategically later on could maybe help you get that client again. Okay. Okay. Which was a good answer to my next, my segue question. So I have that like on the top of the intake and then like on the bottom, I have like, how did you hear from me? And I do have like a spouse and kids and pets. Um, and then I have, and I just want to make sure I'm not asking for too much information or writing down too much information because then I have like the start day of the job and then the completed day. And then if I sent them an invoice and what that number was and if, and how they paid and the date of that and how many hours and the cost of that job, is that too much information? Right now, it may feel like that's something feasible that you could do. If you wanted to keep all of that information, I would maybe take it online to like an Excel spreadsheet or something that would be a quick thing to look at. I don't know that I would keep all of that information on those paper. I mean, you could write it down on there. But there's two things that are coming up for me. One is you don't want to make this more difficult for yourself than it has to be, right? Right. Um, And then the second thing is, is if you put that in an Excel spreadsheet and someone like for some reason reaches out later on is like, hey, I meant to get an invoice from you or I meant to get a whatever. That's a quick way to look at it without having to pull out all of the client intake forms. The client intake form for me is more about the personal stuff. But exactly what you said, you don't want it to feel like you're questioning them about their entire life on the phone call, you know, and like, what are your kids names? When are their birthdays? What are you know, because like, then all of a sudden, they're going to be like, wait, I'm not supposed to be giving out this information over the phone. I've never met you. Like, who is this crazy woman asking me all these questions about my family? You know, like, um, yeah. And so some of the information that I write down on the client intake form, the way I I try to go about it in a conversational way, right? So like on your um on your contact form on your website, you're obviously going to get like the name, the email. Um you can even ask for the address. I normally wait until we've talked on the phone and then I just have them text me their address. Either way is fine. But then when you're on the phone with them, you're going to just ask them like, hey, so what are um, some areas or like what's going on for you? Tell me a little bit about your organizing goals, right? Then you can always ask a few of those questions, but I wouldn't bombard them with all of those questions. As you start to work together, you're going to find out a lot of that stuff. Like especially when you go for the consultation, if you wanted to take your client intake form with you and in your on your notepad thing, then you could even as you're taking notes at the consultation, if they mention a kid's name or if they mention their pets or if they mention those things in a natural way, then you could add that information to your your client intake form. Okay, so maybe divide up 
those. And like you said, if she's like, oh, you know, my daughter's 28 and just moved over here, whatever, kind of keep that as a mental note and write that down later and not necessarily have it on my client intake form. No, no, you can write it on the client intake form. I'm just saying, so like, okay, the client intake form is for the phone call, right? That's when they first reach out to us. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you don't have to fill out the entire client intake form during that phone call. Like maybe during the phone call, you only get half of the information. You could, but the point of the phone call is to get that consultation. So when you go for the consultation, if when you go there, you have that client intake form with you on like a notepad or something. Um, Because like I went to, I think it was CVS um, and they have a ton of them on Amazon too. It's a cute little notepad that has the clip on the front of it. Um, And I keep all of my client intake forms inside it because it has like a little pocket on the inside of it, but a clipboard on the outside. I put my, I put my contract, my mutual release of liability, and then the client intake form. You could put all three of those on the outside of whoever's consultation you're doing right then. All of the backup ones could be on the inside of that notebook. Um, and then that way, if while you're walking through, they mention something else that you wanted to jot down on the client intake form, you could just nonchalantly write it down real quick because you're, you've got the notepad in your arm, you've got a pen, you're already taking notes about the job anyways. Okay, gotcha. And I've actually like taken questions off of that sheet, if you can imagine. <laughs> um, I was like, this is getting a little too much. Well, so. and and honestly, I'm of the mindset, and I know you know by working with me, like, keep it simple. Like, simpler is better, um, taking down as many barriers as we can for them to say no, all those types of things. But I've known of other women that have come to me either in the membership or in one-on-one coaching that shared with me um, a client intake form that someone else shared with them. And it was like pages of questions. And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. If you overwhelm a client the the first five minutes you're on the phone call with them with this whole list of questions, they're going to end up being like, never mind, because they are so overwhelmed when they reach out to us anyways, that if we don't help kind of calm them down first and help them feel secure and like they can trust us, we're just going to overwhelm them even more. And then they're not going to want to work with us. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And I definitely don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to know that they're in a safe space and I, I am here to help you guys. I want yeah. to help them. Yes. So, right. Like I want okay. to alleviate the stress, not add to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's always one of my goals for sure. Still on like writing down information and stuff. So I have a mileage log that I write down the client if I do a consultation and then for the job and the, if I pick up any product, is that a separate mileage log or is that also added into the job log? Okay. So the way that, and that would be more of like a, a CPA kind of question. Like I was the same way when I first started, I got this cute little mileage log and I was going to, you know, keep up with everything. And then I was like, forget this. QuickBooks can keep up with it for me. I, it, like it's super simple to do that either way. However you want to keep up with it is fine. Just be aware that like I kept up with all of that. And then when I went to my tax guy, it turned out that they have started the way I understood it. And I'm not a tax professional. So if this is wrong, I apologize. 
But the way I understood it is you can either literally take every single mile and get so many cents per mile, Mm -hmm. or they now have like a standard deduction for mileage and for like that type of thing. Um, It's the same with your um, like office in your house. Um, It used to, it was a like, you know, you took the square footage and you um, took that. And then based on the amount of the house and how much you pay, like there was a whole algorithm to it. Now there's also like a standard deduction essentially that you can take that I think makes it a lot easier. But you can definitely like this first year for sure, keep up with them. More is almost better in this situation, in my opinion. Like it's better to have too much information. Like the first year I took, um, went to my tax guy I had a whole folder, like full of just stuff to give him. Sounds like he, me right now. <laughs> yeah. And he looked through it and he was like, what is all of this? You know, and I'm like, well, I kept up with this and this and that and the other and the yeah. third and all the receipts. And and then he's like, well, but in your QuickBooks, it recorded all of this for me. Like, You know, he's like, I just need you to invite me into your QuickBooks as your accountant and I can see all of this stuff. And I was like, oh. Okay, well, I've still got all of this in case you need it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but there's, I mean, if you want to keep up with the mileage, you absolutely. Now, I will ask you, though, did you get a sales tax um, ID number for the shopping? Or uh, Yeah, sales tax ID number to where you can purchase products for clients. Have you done that yet? No, I just have an LLC. Okay, so you also, if you plan to purchase products from a store and then resell them to our clients, you technically have to get a sales tax ID number that is separate from your LLC. Okay, even if I don't, if I'm not upcharging on the product? Yeah, it doesn't matter. So. And it's it's so strange to me because either way, they're getting their tax money. So I don't know why it matters. But the way I've understood it is that at the store, you show your tax ID number. You do not pay sales tax at the store. Then whenever you sell it to the um, client, you add the sales tax. And then you also add either the upcharge or your shopping fee or whatever that looks like. But then you keep that tax money separate. And every so often, you I think it's quarterly, you have to pay that sales tax to the IRS for any products you've bought during that time. And it all okay. falls under your sales tax ID. Now, for me, the way that I've gotten around that is I send links. <laughs> so I will still do the shopping for you. I will still, like, because I can do a shopping fee. I just don't actually purchase it. I then send them the link so they can purchase it and it's already at their home when I get there. Okay. That sounds like a better way of doing it anyway, I think. So maybe I need to go that route. Hey friend, are you getting stuck in the challenges of launching or growing your business? Do you feel overwhelmed by all of the things that you think you should be doing? Girl, I've been exactly where you are, which is why I'm now offering unstuck coaching sessions. For just $77, you get 60 minutes of one-on-one personalized support and the expert guidance that you need to navigate your way to success. Don't let obstacles hold you back any longer. This coaching is the answer you've been searching for. Are you ready to know exactly what your next steps are? 
Book your session today and rediscover the hope and clarity you need to thrive. Go to ProOrganizersCoach.com or click the link in the show notes and I will see you there. Okay. Uh, My next question is, um, do I need to kind of shop around for a professional organizer, like accountant, or should I stick with my personal one that I have with my family? So it kind of depends. I would ask him if he does small business taxes because it's a different, you know, if you like him and and you like using him, just ask him if he does small business taxes. Um, If he doesn't or he doesn't seem very knowledgeable in that, maybe ask him if he has someone he can recommend for you. Like maybe he knows of someone that's really good in the community that he likes. But the advice I have is when you're looking for a tax professional, I would almost start looking sooner rather than later. Because if you wait until taxes are due, then you're going to feel rushed. Um, But the way I did it is I looked up different ones and I asked any and every other business owner I could think of, like just in casual conversation, like, hey, who do you use to do your taxes? Are they reasonable? Do they are they very helpful? Um, and then you can normally do a free consult, right? And so I went to four different free consults before I found a guy that I was like, he's the one. Okay. Because just a small business accountant is really what I need to research for. Yeah. Um, and because you're not like a big corporation yet. And so you don't necessarily need like a huge business accountant that's going to do like create, you know, you need more of a like. Because they literally, there are people that specialize in small business accounting. Okay. Yeah. And then, but please just know that just because you go for a consult does not mean you have to use them. Like I went for one and the lady, I was more confused when I left than when I walked in the door. Um, And so I couldn't use her and her fees were outrageous. Then there was another guy that I didn't even end up getting to speak to him. I kept getting his assistant. And when I would ask a question, like she couldn't answer anything for me because she wasn't an accountant. She was the assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was so hard to get on his books for an actual like face to face kind of thing. So I I was like, never mind on that. Um, There was another guy that kept calling me and talking to me. But then I don't know, like every time I would ask him a question, it was almost a different answer, which made me feel kind of like if the answers aren't the same every time. How can I trust you to do my taxes? Because this is kind of important. Um, Yes. And then then I just happened to be asking around and my uncle was like, oh, hey, I've got um, a tax guy I know that maybe, you know, and so it ended up coming through a referral. That guy sat down and literally talked to me for an hour answering every question I had. I hadn't even hired him yet. And he answered every question I had. He went above and beyond to speak to me about it. and then. By the end of it, he was like, okay, we charge a um, a one-time fee for the entire year, but we're here for you all throughout the year if you have any questions. Yeah, so definitely do the um, interviewing of the CPAs. I just didn't realize as a business owner, like my thought was, oh, well, the first person I make an appointment with, I should just, like, I don't know why I, I never thought, like, I can actually shop around and find someone that, like, meshes well with me. Um, and you know, and you try them out and it's just like in our business. If you try it out for one year and then it was a, ended up being a bad experience after you shopped around and chose somebody, well then fine. It's a bad experience. You can find someone for the next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I can 
do that. I didn't even think I could. So right. that's good me either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. And then I have uh, one more question. I went to your, when you had this seminar for like Canva and social media and everything, uh, I just have a question on like my content. Should I be posting every other day? Should I be posting once a week? Should it be videos? Should it be tips and tricks? Should it be just general information about professional organizing? I feel like I'm all over the place with that and I'm very new with it. So I'm not sure where to like consolidate it maybe. Yeah. So first off, let me ask, are you just on Instagram, just on Facebook? Are you making it to where anything you put on Facebook goes to Instagram too? Or kind of like what's your platform? Yeah, so mostly Instagram and then I have it hooked up to where it can automatically go on Facebook. Um, I'm more busy on Instagram. I know I need to be a little better on Facebook, but making the content for both of them are so different and I'm still trying to learn how to do that. So I do mostly pictures, but I do want to do more videos and more like before and after videos and like time-lapse videos and stuff like that, but I'm still learning. Yeah, me too. Um, and as I learn, I will share in the membership because I know awesome. if I'm just learning, like the other day I just learned, <laughs> this is crazy. I just learned how to do a reel because I've never been much of an Instagram person. And I knew if I got sidetracked on that, I wouldn't be able to focus on like the podcast and the other things that truly matter. Right. Well, I've actually had a little bit of time to where I'm like, okay, let me focus on Instagram just a little bit. And there is a way to do those reels where you literally are like, Hey, so I went to this, you know, you're talking, it's a video and then you like hold your hand up and it shows like, and you can pop the photo of like the before end. And then you like hold your hand up and you can pop the video, the uh, photo of like the after end. And like, you know, there's all these things that you can do with your stuff. I think with Instagram, it has to be a little more engaging like video um, for people to even like somewhat pay attention to it. If it's Facebook, my advice has always been, looking at that as like your portfolio and kind of the same with your Instagram feed. Like now your reels and stuff, you know, they kind of go up in their own little thing. But for your actual feed, if you can look at that as more of like your portfolio, like who you are, making sure your colors as as best as you can, like go with your brand. So when they, they're scrolling through your feed, it looks professional. Making sure that a lot of it is like befores and afters and not just a bunch of like words on a page or quotes or like you want actual things that's going to like grab people in. Now, it's okay to do quotes and it's okay to definitely okay to put like testimonials on there that people give you for sure. But what I've realized with a lot of these is you almost want it to be something that like if you were to go in front of a client and be like, hey, here's all the stuff I've done, like a lookbook kind of thing that you would want to make sure at least that stuff is on there. Now, the other stuff is cute. It's fluffy. It can be fun. But it also depends on are you trying to grow online or are you trying to grow in your area? Because if you're trying to grow, you know, like maybe write an ebook one day or have a course or, you know, do those types of things, then by all means, it's worth taking the time to put in the effort to grow your social media stuff. If it's more of, I just want it to look professional when people look me up, then be more strategic about it that way. So maybe try to figure out like, what is my overall goal with social media? So then Mm -hmm. that helps you figure out what are my few steps that are going to get me there and like kind of what are my pillars of my social media branding. 
Because if not, you're going to get squirrel, 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 you know, like, because everyone's telling you to do all these different things. Yeah. Um, I do know that with video, obviously, it reaches more people on Instagram and I think on Facebook, too, to be honest. But the problem is, is that we can get so wrapped up in trying to learn all these new tips and tricks and things and all the stuff that then the stuff that really matters, we don't even end up sharing that. And what right. really matters is who we are, a little bit about us, our testimonials, and then mainly our befores and afters. That is what truly people want to see when they are coming on. If you put yourself in your client's shoes, and again, if your goal was to create an empire where you're huge online with a podcast and all sorts of stuff, great. That's a totally different ballgame. But if your goal right now is to just become known as an organizer and like the go-to organizer in your area. Well, yes then your strategy is going to be a lot different because it's going to be more based on local stuff. Um, and right. actually our workshop in November in the group, um, she is a social media strategist that specifically works on Instagram. And oh, so awesome. She, yeah. So she's going to do her workshop and then you all will get like the live Q&A with her at the end. So you'll be able to ask all the questions I've got a podcast episode. It's episode 42 and it's called Move the Needle Forward, Leveraging Social Media for Your Organizing Business. And okay. it, her name was Carolyn of Snap Social. And she went into like all sorts of tangible tips. What's the difference between like calls to action internally versus externally? Um, how, you're, how to use your social media as a relationship building tool? Um, like she had so many good tips and different things that when I got done with recording with her, I was like, oh my God, like the whole time we were recording, I was taking notes because <laughs> I'm like, I've never thought of that. Oh, I've never thought of that. Oh, I didn't even realize you could do that because yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge Instagram person. I wish I was. I'm just not. I'll send it to you when we get off of here. But she was talking in there about how specifically on Instagram, even if you were to go to like a local coffee shop. And you were to um, use like their hashtag or use something that is going to make it to where people realize, oh, she's in my community like this girl. Like and the more people that you can hashtag or go comment on their stuff that are serving the same types of clients in your area that you want to serve, like other, you know, interior designers or maybe um other contractors or um, anyone that is kind of in in the the same like home industry kind of thing that oh, okay. are that are helping the same clients that you want to reach. Mm -hmm. If you go and start commenting on their stuff and follow them, the algorithm is automatically going to put you in kind of grouped in with them to where hopefully their people start seeing you too. Okay. I like that. And yes, I, I do want that. I didn't know that it did that. Okay. So I need yeah. to go and comment on, cause I do follow a whole bunch of businesses, local businesses, um, like cleaning companies and cleaning services that can kind of piggyback. Cause some of my clients ask, Oh, well, do you know anyone that, uh, cleans homes and services homes like that? And I said, well, I don't, but I can research for you. So that would be nice to kind of bounce business back and forth from this. Just be careful. I know you're a year in. I just don't want you to get so sidetracked by trying to be perfect on social media that like your business almost falls to the back. You know what I mean? Because 
we can do yeah. social media and that's great. But in my opinion, social media should almost be not an afterthought, but like, oh, this one day a week I focus on social the rest of the time. Like, you know, and you can get your posts ready to go out early on, that kind of stuff. Um, but the other piece of advice I would have for that is whatever your branding colors are, like, I don't know if you've seen some of those Instagram feeds that have like where they take three or four, maybe five different ones and it has their branding colors, but it's like one photo is more white with a little bit of writing of their branding color. The next photo is more one of the colors with white writing, like, and they kind of alternate those four or five posts over and over and over again. So when someone's scrolling through the feed, it's purposely set up to where it looks very professional and everything matches. But on the the flip side, it makes it super easy for you because if you're like, hey, I've got three, you know, things that I use or even five, I, now I can just plug and play in like a testimonial or plug in a before and after or plug in a quote or plug in a, you know, a quick little thing of me. And those right. can at least be your post to where it looks professional. It takes the pressure off of you, but it still becomes almost like a lookbook or like some sort of um, portfolio that like back in the day you would almost hand someone because yeah. you, you've got to think your socials as much as people try to teach you like oh they're there to bring in more people and to do all of this stuff I guess maybe yeah it gets you more visibility that's great but if you're not trying to build an online business that doesn't help you that much But what it does do is anytime someone is overwhelmed and comes across you or has started hearing about you because you're posting more often and in front of their face and they live in your area, all of a sudden you're going to be the person they think of to reach out to when they need something done. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I want to do more. Like you said, like I don't want to be, have a super heavy online presence where the back of my business isn't really thriving as much as I want it to. I just want it to let people know, Hey, I'm still here. Uh, cause I know there's some people out there that are like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I need to text her. I need to call her. And then I don't post for like two or three weeks. And then I post again and then it reminds them again. Oh yeah. I need to ask her about my pantry. Or I need to ask her about this. So I do need to be a little more consistent with it, but it's just how to do it. Yeah, I'm kind of lost. So yeah, Yeah. well, and not only that, so I've got that chick coming. I know this doesn't help you necessarily right this moment. But um, I think in March, which I know is a few months away, but after the holidays, um, in March, I have a lady coming our group, our guest workshop in the membership is a lady that's going to help us come up with a year's worth of content for our businesses. That's amazing. Yeah. Like when she offered, I was like, yes, please. Thank you. Yes. yes. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And then the other person that I have, like there's a lady coming in February that's teaching us to be confident on video. She, her whole business is on Instagram or yeah, she runs her whole business off of Instagram. So she's going to come teach us to be confident on video and some tips and tricks. Then in March, that lady's going to teach us how to come up with a year's worth of content. And then the month after that is when the lady's coming in to teach us Facebook ads. So it's like going kind of in a in a way that like I'm super excited about. And I've actually been getting hit up with a lot of people that are because at first my goal was one guest workshop per month. 
mm-hmm. but I'm so far booked out with them now that I'm almost thinking I may end up pulling the co-working session and not every month, but some of the months instead of a co-working session, just doing two workshops because that yeah. still gives us three group coaching sessions, but then two workshops. Because I know that what these women are teaching are going to be so valuable to us in our business that I don't want to turn them away or be like, oh, you got to wait eight months to come speak to my members, you know? Right. So I'm still trying to play with how I do that. But just know I'm in the process of like trying to get as much help of other people with the places that I'm not um, as versed in to where that's all they do. They can come in and then answer all of our questions and yeah. get that stuff squared away. That's awesome. I'm one of those people that if I love something like professional organizing and I'm so passionate about it, I want to learn every single thing about it. Yeah. I want to read all the books. I want to watch all the videos. I want to hear veteran organizers. I want to hear new organizers and any and all information is what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also, I think it's in December, the lady that's coming, um, she actually affiliates for Amy Porterfield oh, and okay. she specifically does email marketing. And so she's coming in in December to talk about right. email marketing. But not only that, when her and I were talking, she made the comment, she's like, are your women using their social media platforms correctly? And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and she was taught like t- telling me all these little tips and tricks. And I was like, no, no one's, I've never heard that taught anywhere, you know? And like, it was yeah. these super simple things that I guess like elevate your brand so much more that I was like, okay, sold, please come in and talk to my women. So that's yes. in December. But yeah, so, you know, we know this is a process. It's one step at a time. So you're right at a year and we'll kind of wind up with this. How is the actual client stuff going? Like, is the client stuff going pretty good or? Yeah, it does. Um, I get a good amount of jobs probably for like two, three weeks. I'm booked out and then I won't get anything for about an, a week, week and a half, two weeks. And then I'll do like a social media post in like the downtime when I'm not doing like paperwork and stuff for work. And then it kind of kicks back up and I get like two new clients or one new client. So it's consistent, but it's not back to back to back, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you've heard me tell the other women, when you first launch, you've got at least six to nine months minimum before there's going to be any kind of like even semi-consistency. But the more you keep doing what you're doing, and a lot of it honestly always goes back to, at least for me, even just sharing business cards or just talking to people in person. And those get a lot of leads. And then the other thing, I don't know if you offer like a referral incentive, but I used to offer a referral incentive of, oh, if you refer other clients, you get like $25 off your next session. But what I realized was, if I'm done with them and they don't see themselves having another session, why would they care? So I've changed it to a $25 Amazon gift card. Oh, I love that. Because literally that you buy through the business. It's a business write-off because you're purchasing it for a client. And then you just email them their Amazon gift card with like a quick little note that's like, thank you for being such a loyal customer. This is for referring so-and-so you know, you're amazing. And who doesn't love a good $25 Amazon gift card? Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. I I love that. Yes. (laughs) My hairstylist actually referred me uh, a client during Christmas last year um, because I had this service to 
uh, pack up people's Christmas decorations because I was like, is it stressing you out? Do you not want to do it? I was like, call me. And I got like three jobs from it. But it turned out the lady that I packed up her Christmas decorations, I'm still working in her home and doing little areas and spaces. So I'm like, I definitely need to like give her really like a cake or something because right. this client, her, she's amazing. She's so fun to work with. I love her, love her. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to reward my hairstylist. Not only is she awesome with hair, but she brought me that client. So she's awesome. Well, and honestly, maybe even like I, for her specifically, I would almost go buy a physical card mm-hmm. and maybe put it in some kind of little like cute box or just something and like take it to her as a present that she gets to kind of like open and then tell her like, I just wanted to thank you so much for that referral that you gave me because that's also going to remind her to keep referring you. Yes. And if you tell her, hey, anyone else that you send me, I've got a new policy, you get a $25 Amazon gift card. Girl, yes, she may be telling that. every one of her clients about you, you know, yeah. and be like, hey, here's a stack of my business cards, put them wherever you, you know, wherever, but that way you've got them to pass out to your clients if you do want to refer me. Um, and as soon as they tell me that you're the one that sent it, I will be emailing you a $25 gift card or bringing it to you or whatever. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. That's a part of my love language is to like give gifts, like for no reason, for other reasons. Like I just, I love making people happy and smile and helping them with my business. And so that's right up my alley. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's amazing. And so learning and knowing those things about yourself of like, oh, this is my love language. This is what I can do. If you're amazing at that, well, then why not? Like, and listen, here's another thought real quick. I was just working with a lady and she was mentioning how she really wanted to buy gifts for all of her employees, but that the thought of getting gifts for that many people and getting them all together, making them pretty and having them for Christmas overwhelmed her. So I was telling her, I'm like, well, if that's something you need taken off of your plate as an organizer, I would be more than happy to like come up with some ideas. You can pick which ones you want me to get. You purchase them. I'll put all of the different like bags together and make them cute to where then you can just hand them out. And so if you thrive in that, I literally like you could hit up businesses and offer that or even personal clients. I had a lady laugh. If you like wrapping gifts, I don't know if you love wrapping or not. I had a client last year that she paid a woman to come in and wrap all of her Christmas gifts for her family. Really? She bought all the supplies. She bought everything. She had the table set up and everything. And she paid the lady to come in and just spend her day wrapping gifts. That's funny. Uh, Fun fact, I did do that um, for a large company here in Oklahoma during their Christmas season for two years. I just wrapped all of their gifts. It was a huge company and they had like a thousand employees and I was employed by them for like six to eight weeks just wrapping the same gift but wrapping Christmas gifts for them. And I enjoyed it. (laughs) Either come up with a reel, maybe a flyer you can start passing out because now's the time to start letting people know this is a service I can offer. If it stresses you out to wrap gifts for your family or for your business, I can take that off of your hands. If you need someone to run errands and shop and get all of the gifts and purchase, like help you decide what gifts to purchase, but then wrap them also for your employees, I'm your girl because that falls under professional organizing. I never knew that. I would. Yes, that's perfect. I would love to add that to my service list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do that. And then that way it gives you a reason to promote it because you're just now adding this 
It's like, hey, it's that time of year again. I wanted to remind you ladies that during the holidays, I have a few additional services that I offer and then you're able to list them. I love that. I'm totally going to use that. Yay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> How awesome to get paid to wrap gifts for a whole day. You know what I mean? Like, like that sounds so much fun to me and whatever doesn't sound fun to other people, like when they bring me into their home and they're like, okay, I'm sorry. Don't look at this. This is a complete mess. It's chaotic. I'm like, you say that, but I look at this and I see like Christmas day for me. That's how right. my brain works. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. I love doing this. I can literally do it for hours. <laughs> yeah. Like I see a puzzle that's like it, that my fingers are itching to get into. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is definitely me. That's how I know that God gave me this talent to help people and to organize and to love doing it. And I absolutely love it. So, yeah. Well, and you have been such a huge addition to our group. Like, I love seeing your smiling face every time you come to a group. I'm like, yay, Shada's here. Cause like oh, your presence you. is just so like calming and happy and, you know, like I, I just, I appreciate you so much. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing your coaching call with the podcast. And for those of you listening, if you decide you want to come join us in our group coaching community, make sure to go to proorganizerscoach.com and you can click the link that says membership and learn all about it. Or you can contact me and I'd be happy to have a quick little conversation with you and let you know how we can help you, support you, bring you into our sisterhood and love on you as you are on this journey, because none of us should be doing this alone. And we yes. will catch you in the next one. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Pro Organizers Coach podcast. If you've gotten any value from today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us grow and it warms my heart to hear from you. And make sure to stay connected with us on socials at Pro Organizers Coach. Then go to ProOrganizersCoach.com to find all the ways that we can help you succeed in your business. You have the power to make a difference in people's lives through decluttering and organization. Keep honing your skills, embracing those challenges, and fostering connections within our organizing community. Progress will come with every step, so keep pushing forward and you will achieve your dreams. Girl, you've got this.